Hello, Americans. It looks like some things have changed. Are we doing a good enough job teaching our children what America is and what she represents? Younger parents aren't sure that an appreciation of America is the right thing to teach modern children. We're not going to make America great again. It was never that great. When I drive into a neighborhood and there are American flags, it's a message of white supremacy. I'm warning of an eradication of the American memory that could result in an erosion of the American spirit. We need to completely dismantle the police department. If we forget what we did, we won't know who we are. We've got to do a better job of getting across that America is free, and freedom is special and rare. Freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of enterprise. As long as we remember our first principles and believe in ourselves, the future will always be ours. Ours was the first revolution in the history of mankind that truly reversed the course of government, and with three little words, we the people. We the people are free. Welcome back, my fellow domestic terrorists, to another episode of We the People Radio. It's going to be a fun one today. Uh, unfortunately, uh, our guest, uh, Real Toria Brooke, a.k.a. Wonder Woman, she had a personal issue she had to deal with. So unfortunately, she won't be making the show tonight, but we will reschedule with her and she will be back on the show at some point in the future. Uh, so look out for that. But if you are here tuning in because she is our guest and you wanted to come and hear her gangbang on the government with us. Welcome and uh, come and hang out with us. Gangbang on the government with Alan and James. Yes. So we, got a lot, we got a lot to talk about, dude. I'm kind of glad that we don't have a guest because uh, it'll freeze us up to talk about what the fuck we want and, uh, and have some fun. And uh, there's a lot going on with the Hunter Biden situation. We have the first ever Mexican white supremacist. Yeah. Which uh, I, I'm just, I have, I have so, so many doubts on everything surrounding that. Like nothing, nothing makes sense. As usual, nothing makes sense when. when Are you surprised? No, I'm not. I got to be honest with you. I'm. I've been aggravated all day. All right. What else is new, Alan? You're aggravated. No, 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 no. no. (laughs) It it really amazes me how many stupid fucking people there are out there. Like. I'm literally mentally exhausted today from the amount of stupid people in in society in America. Like a lot, a lot of things have happened today, and people, it it really is amazing the great lengths that people will go, even when they know, 
like something is wrong or false and they will just push a narrative just just to push it you know like mm-hmm. you know the the infamous trump rape case the rape case oh yeah oh like, yeah all the DeSantis bros are saying how he's guilty. And to be honest with you, there aren't even a lot of them using the word guilty. There's a few. There are. There's a few of them. It's not even them. They're they're just retards. They're just retards. They know what they're doing, you know, grifting, whatever whatever it is they're doing. And, and it's like people – there are people like on Twitter today that are actually asking the question of – what it like they're not understanding the difference between a civil trial and a criminal trial. And I'm not here to try to play lawyer. It's just obvious. It's there is no guilty or not guilty in a civil trial. You're either held liable for whether it's liable or defamation, whatever the suit is, or you're not liable, right? And yeah. Donald Trump, they specifically the jury says there's nothing here to say. To prove that Donald Trump raped this woman. Okay. Again, not a criminal trial. This is a civil lawsuit. It's a money grab. But they felt that there was enough for uh, uh, sexual abuse or whatever you want to call it. People are calling it battery. People are calling it abuse. People are calling it assault. And he was found liable for that and saying things about her on the internet and in order to pay $5 million in damages, which, of course, Donald Trump is going to appeal. I mean, anybody would appeal that judgment. And most likely, if she even sees a dime, wouldn't be for years until the appeal process goes through anyway. And I don't think she's going to see a dime. But what amazes me is the retards out there doing it on purpose that are literally saying Donald Trump found guilty of rape. When is he going to have to register as a sex offender? This is what people who have tremendous followings on Twitter are saying, JoJo Jers, you know. But are, are, are you surprised, Alan? Like, really? really? No, I'm not. Like, I'm not. But here's the thing. I'm going through the comments today, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm watching just regular people that are eating up what these people are saying. But it's funny because I was in the comments in a lot of these today because I just couldn't help myself and saying, no retard. It's not a criminal case. And this is why Donald Trump doesn't have to, re- have to register as a sex offender because there was no criminal rape case. And there were some people, oh, oh, I get it. And it was great because there were actual people, and I was checking their profile. We're talking Ukraine flags, blue wave, vote blue, no matter who. We're actually saying, oh, I get it. And then we're asking the question is why are you leaving out that information to these sick leftist influencers? Like, they're programmed to push this narrative. And then, of course, you have all, yeah. And then, of course, you have all the DeSanta bros, too, where they're saying things like Donald Trump needs to bow out and clean up his messy life and this and that. And, and what's great today is also is how he's lost this case. He's indicted. He's lost that case. He lost the 2020 election. All of these people that a year ago were. There were definite, definitely irregularities in the 2020 election. The 2020 election was stolen. It was rigged. Yep. So now, no, he lost to a dementia patient, and he should be embarrassed. Oh, absolutely. Uh, without a doubt. They, they, they've completely shifted 
their narrative. And it's it's hilarious to see, uh, you know, uh, you, you, you saw the new one today that they're they're not only going on about the rape uh, case, which let's call a spade a spade. Uh, he was not convicted of rape or uh, found liable of rape. No. found liable of rape he was found liable of of sexual abuse and 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 inappropriate touching not rape and uh what's her name even came out and did an interview a while back on cnn remember this alan you don't feel like a victim i was not thrown on the ground and ravished oh but yeah the word rape carries so many sexual connotations <laughs> this was not this was not sexual for, it just it it hurt it just what it just you know but i think most people think of rape as a i mean it is a violent assault it is not i think sexual. most people think of rape as being sexy mm. let's take a short break but she even says the first thing to talk to the first thing she says you don't feel like a victim i was not thrown on the ground and ravished I was not thrown on the ground and ravished. No, she knows she wasn't raped. And she, listen, it, it, none of it happened. None of it happened. So, so uh, the DeSantis bros are not only going on and on about about this, but they also had um, a new uh, endorsement for the guy who's apparently not running for president yet and not campaigning. Uh, in Steve Cortez. Yeah, listen, Steve, Steve Cortez was not offered a job, okay? Steve Cortez was a financial guy. He's an unbelievable economist. He's got a, yeah. a, an unbelievable financial brain. I've met him a bunch of times. You can't you can't take that away from him. Yeah. He, he is brilliant when it comes to that. He literally was not offered a job. He was not promised a position. Yeah. And just not too long ago, when he was at CPAC, I, I know I, I, I posted it on my Twitter today, there was like three things where he literally was talking about he couldn't wait to get into the fight to get Donald Trump reelected re yeah. a third time. Like he literally said those things on multiple occasions. On the CPAC stage, he made some whatever weird remark. Not promised a job. They saw that courted by the DeSantis camp, Matt Tierman and 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 who fucked James O'Keefe and Project Veritas who has, a, has a giant useless forehead, um, John Cardildo, and said, yep. "Hey, come over and endorse. There's probably something good in it for you." Which let's just say, if Ron DeSantis won the primary and got through the general election, and Steve Cortez was on his on his campaign and endorsing him. 100% he would probably get a, a senior advisor or a cabinet spot, 100%. And this oh, is without a doubt. It's, it's, it's a game of political it's quid, quid, quid pro quo. But it's it's funny that they're they're out here banging their chests like, look what we got, guys. We got one one guy endorsing Don, uh, our guy, Meatball Ron, and your guy is getting charged with rape is what I'm seeing on the internet. It's 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 hysterical. Uh, they They – they leave out they they're very selective on how they frame their tweets and what they're saying on both sides the the DeSantis camp and the the liberal camp they're using the same verbiage it's it's very funny to me that they're both aligning 
in what they're saying and the message that they're broadcasting about Donald Trump. And they're leaving out a lot of context and they're leaving out a lot of information uh, as to why these things are happening. Um, and we talk about all the time, Alan, that the Uniparty is the same party. It is the Democrats and it is the Republicans. They are both part of this one. Yeah, the deep state party. establishment. Absolutely. 100%. And we, we have been talking about Meatball Ron and his connections and everything that he's been doing and how he is part of this establishment, this global elite. And those colors are showing more and more every single day. And well, I got to be honest with you. I, I'll, I'll, I hear what you're saying. See, I don't think Ron DeSantis is a full fledged member yet. I think Ron DeSantis is being groomed for it. I truly believe his wife, Jill DeSantis, real name Jill, mm -hmm. I believe she's pushing for it. I believe that she's working more with uniparty or uh, GOP establishment figures more in the background trying to push her husband over the edge. Um I, I I agree with that, but uh, but then again, I also look at his background. He was part of the same St. Elmo's Secret Society in Yale, yeah. which makes me uh, tend to think that there's a possibility he's one of the 13 members that got selected at Yale for the Skull and Bones. Uh, that's definitely in the realm of possibility, which they stopped releasing the members' lists in the late 90s. So that's definitely a possibility. Yale is known for that and all these great leaders. And it's just just a coincidence that Jeb Bush is, you know, a strong backer who is Skull and Bones been along with his brother and his father. Um, and these are the people that are backing him. But the point I'm getting at, Alan, is um, I find it very interesting that both the paid DNC cronies on Twitter and the paid uh, Meeple Ron DeSantis industrial complex cronies on Twitter are pushing the same narratives. Don't you find that a little coincidental that they're all pushing the same rhetoric, the same talking points, and they're pushing it all it, it, maybe in a little different ways. And like, like you talked about with Bryson Gray, how they're given the talking points and they're told to just make it their own. I, I wouldn't be surprised if all these talking points are coming from the same people and all the payments are coming from the same shell companies or uh, uh, companies well, behind a, the scenes. A lot of them, a lot of them see that. And, and there's different way that different ways that these influencers are, are getting aid and it's not necessarily always cash money. No, it's a, a lot of it's access. Yeah. It's access. It's, it's events. It's, it's just access to certain people. It's getting invited here and there. Like when you, Mm -hmm. it, it's a lot of those things and oh. listen it happens in the political game it, it, no matter how you how you you slice it on on every angle um you know because you you need that unfortunately so you can get people to advocate for your candidate of with followings and things like that but what's sad is how ingenuine it is or disingenuine whatever whatever you want to use Maybe I'm a little bit of a retard on my English, but that's okay. I'm intelligent. Welcome to the, welcome to the club, Alan. I'll welcome you with open arms. I'm just, I, it, it's just, it's frustrating. And I'm not feeling that great either. I've been sick since Saturday. Um, 
I told you, I told you a couple right. weeks ago, ladies and gentlemen. Alan got the 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 jab, and he's dead. Yeah, yeah nobody's jabbing me. He's dead. Alan's dead. I'm dead. Like, not him, this isn't gentlemen. actually. I'm not really Alan. I'm his clone. Yeah, he's the CIA operative that's controlling everybody. That's infiltrating the movement. Yes. Yes. Fucking so. They're just, you know, a lot of them like on, and, and they're all blocking me one by one. Like Christina Prashaw, who is uh, the, dire- the director of communications for the DeSantis campaign, has blocked me on Twitter because she couldn't fucking handle it. Um, Why? Because she, she couldn't get on her knees and blow you to become a DeSantis bro. She literally was sent, she sends out email talking points to everybody. Hey, of course, this is what we want to push today. This is what we want to push this week. And then it's obvious because you'll see them all talking about the same thing just in slightly different ways. And the Democrats do it. And yeah, sometimes they're pushing the same talking points where the Democrats are going after Trump. And then the DeSantis bros are going after Trump, but not exactly the same way because they don't obviously want to. But very similar. They're very similar, just from a, from a, a different angle. Yes. Oh, without a doubt. But the talking points are, are are essentially the same. It's just from from a different angle, like you said. Just shit on Donald Trump as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Throw shade on anything and everything you possibly can. Whether you it's factual evidence that helps yeah. your. Yeah, yeah whether it's you. listen, you can sit there and talk. You have DeSantis bros talking about like one son. I don't know. Somebody put something out about how all the infidelity in his life and 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 how uh, just just all of this shit. Here, listen, the fact of the matter is the guy is trampling everyone, the whole electorate. Is, he's, trans- he, he's trampling everyone in the polls. Ron DeSantis, who's going to announce maybe after Memorial Day, if that happens, everybody thinks that the the support is going to shift and that all of a sudden Ron DeSantis is going to gain all of this traction and he's going to be the common sense president, presidential candidate, the statesman that people are looking for. And you're going to see some big influencers who are going to be put on the spot, who are either going to be too afraid on how they really feel because they're worried about their followings. Yep. Or you're going to get people that are just going to surprise you and say that, you know, hey, I'm I'm – gonna go with DeSantis because he seems to be like the statesman we need and and it may be because they're promised something it may be because of money and it may be because that's how they feel um and I and I think people are gonna um more more people are gonna pop out well, lines are gonna be drawn you might be surprised. You might not be surprised. I, I won't be surprised by anybody, but I listen, especially when you're in the space that we're in and we meet some of these people that are quote unquote influencers and have conversations that are not live on air with some of these quote unquote influencers. And when we talk to people like Bella and Linda from Mostly Peaceful Latinas and how they tried to court them and get them invites to Mar-a-Lago, to these events, this, that, and the other, um, and how they court them. Really think about it. If you're a show that's like, does pretty well, or you're an influencer that has a decent following, nothing huge, and you're like on the edge of breaking through and getting some notoriety and, and getting noticed, 
and you've been pushing this one narrative and nobody from the Trump team has ever come to you and be like, Hey, like come to Mar-a-Lago, like try to court you. So all of a sudden the DeSantis team comes over. Hey, you know, we'll get you to this, this gala, this event, this, this, this speech, whatever it may be. And we'll get you behind the scenes access and interviews and things like that. A lot of people in this space will crumble very quickly for that kind of exposure for that kind of, um, connection that kind of access to these people because they think it'll help their brand they don't really care about the 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 country they don't really care about what's going on all they care about is their their brand what they're doing and it'll be very easy to court some of these uh d-level influencers that are that are on the edge of becoming c and b-level influencers um and they're doing it very they're doing it very very well but i actually got to give credit where credit is due because we're very hard on this fucking clown who I can't stand, uh, Tim Pool. I can't stand him. Yeah, he's I'm not a bit, I'm, He's just so condescending. I mean, he's, he's just like the cuck, king of dude. interruptions. Like I, he, he's such a cuffed cuck, and he's, in my opinion, a a huge huge grifter. Especially when the reports came out that he was purposely swatting himself so he can leave his donate his stream on and get tons of donations. Uh, he was doing things like that. You think you think you think the, the swatting shit was uh, was fake? I think no. I think some of it was very real, but I think he was swatting himself as well. Okay. So he can time it up where he's he'd get swatted on stream, the stream would stay stay live, and he'd get tons of donations into okay. his stream. That's awesome. Um, but he was on uh, Patrick Bet David's show recently. Yeah. And I gotta say, what he said about why he's picking Donald Trump over Ron DeSantis is spot on and i'm very surprised i'm honestly surprised that he had a take like this because there's not many takes that he has that i agree with i think a lot of his takes are fucking stupid but also like i said he's he's a huge grifter i am surprised that he hasn't been courted by the desantis team i'm surprised that if he has that he didn't take them up on it but what he had said here is spot on and listen to this you know, so um, what do I like about Trump? The reason I'd vote for him, not because I think he's the greatest leader we've ever had. I think his foreign policy has been absolutely fantastic considering presidents we've had in the past. Obama, like blown up kids like Abdulrahman Al-Awlaki, a 16-year-old American citizen we murdered. Anyway, uh, Donald Trump's going to fire everybody. He wants revenge. And I think if the one thing I can get out of the next presidency is the purging of the of the bureaucratic class, this country will be better off for it. I don't know if Ron DeSantis would do that. I think he's a negotiator. I think he's going to go in and say, how can we make this clean? And, th- and it's going to be like Trump's first term all over again. They're going to attack him. They're going to mm-hmm. smear him. They're going to lie. They're going to get their key positioned people to, to sludge everything up. I think at this point with Donald Trump, he's, he's unleashed. He's so angry. He's been slighted. He's been lied about. They've impeached him. They're trying to criminally uh, prosecute. They're, they're, they're prosecuting him in, in New York. They're trying to get him in D.C. They're trying to get him in Georgia. Now they're accusing him of a 30-year-old rape case. I mean, these people are relentless. And almost every single time these stories turn out to be fake or even worse, it's them. I mean, the Alpha Bank Russia stuff was a lie. Trump being a Soviet asset. Jonathan Chait, congratulations. That was the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard on cable TV. All of it a lie. Ukraine gate, Joe Biden saying, if you don't fire the prosecutor, you're not getting a billion dollars, which he admitted to at a CFR <laughs> meeting. Everything they say about Trump turns out to be a mi- mis- misconstrued. I think Trump gets elected. He walks in and says, I don't care how. I don't care uh, uh, why. We are going to terminate these people. We're going to send them out with nice little boxes full of their belongings, and we're going to we're going to figure out how to do it. He wants Schedule F. 
that's the number one thing this country needs right now. I don't think DeSantis does it. So, and I, I couldn't agree more with that statement. You know, we talk about all the time on this show, Alan, how it's, it's not, it's not really the elected officials that are fucking us as much as it is the unelected bureaucrats who have been in office or been in their position for decades uh, and hold these positions. And they, they, we've detailed it many times how they literally wait out, uh, politicians so that they can then continue business as usual because they know they'll be gone. Uh, this is something that, that happens routinely and regularly. And I 100% agree with the fact that Donald Trump is sick and tired of what's going on. And he's going to go scorched earth on a lot of these unelected bureaucrats. And he's going to clean house. And let's be real. The first four years, it was kind of a feel out situation, figuring out who is who, who's who, who's a, 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 a guy that Care, a person that cares about this country and is America first and who is a snake that is acting like they're American first uh, person and they care about this country. But in reality, they're just one of these snakes in the grass that are trying to fuck this country and ride out this presidency so they can continue business as usual. And he says it all the time. The swamp was way deeper than he ever expected than he ever thought it was. And he thought it was pretty deep. Mm hmm. So the, the first four years was that feel out process. And the second four years would have been more of removing all of these unelected bureaucrats. One, because you, you figured out a large amount of them. Uh, but now we've had an extra an extra couple of years to figure out who's involved, which we're seeing. We're seeing things like the Steve Cortez's and, and, and so on that are that are showing their true colors. The loyalty is not there. The Ron DeSantis uh, are showing their loyalty. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't. If, if he fires everybody and he doesn't have to worry about re-election the next the next time around, it's not going to hurt him if he just goes on a, a firing spree like he's the host of The Apprentice again. Just the, you're the fired, only way, the only way he's able to do it is 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 a, is the Schedule F, and that has to happen before he can fire anybody because he's he's going to be unable to fire anyone until they can figure out the schedule F or whatever you call it bureaucratic bullshit that he has to well, get through where you can just fire government civil servants. That's, that's the thing. Without, without a doubt. But I, if, if anybody's able to get through that red tape and figure it out, it's Donald Trump. I don't see Ron DeSantis making that happen. I don't see him ever making that. I see no. that. Like, 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 like it's it, it, back on the Ron DeSantis thing. It's, it's, it's so funny to me that these DeSantis bros think that Ron DeSantis is going to come into the office and the media is just going to let him do what he has to do and treat him like any other president and treat him like, give him the, 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 the treatment that Joey Bag of Donuts is getting right now where they're completely avoiding wow. any serious questions. Just, just, just really quick on that. Uh, the media is now throwing major shade on joe biden like cnn all of them the last few days i mean they're on, on on a lot of different issues they're all starting to hammer him bad but no ron DeSantis is not first of all we also know that the media won't let's just say ron DeSantis gets through the primary and gets through the general and becomes the 47th president the media still won't treat him anywhere near as they treated donald trump no, no, not even close, but it still right. won't be like a, no. a cakewalk. They're still no. going to try to fuck, fuck him up any way that they can and throw wrenches in, in his plans all the way through. But nowhere near what it would be like with Donald Trump. Also, Ron DeSantis is not going to 
not going to get into the Oval Office and immediately try to rock the boat and get rid of people. He's not going to do it. Apparently, and I didn't see it. Uh, I saw it on somebody's ticker today. I forget who. Where Ron DeSantis apparently made a comment. I don't know if it was an interview that he and this is something that Donald Trump already wanted to do, and people were not up in arms about it. That he was going to build the wall and drone military drone Mexican drug cartels, and 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 Donald Trump has already said that. And when I saw that today. I said to myself, what does Ron DeSantis as a presidential candidate bring to the table that's different and or better than what Donald Trump presidential candidate is bringing to the table or that he didn't already bring to the table? Because me, it seems that Ron DeSantis is there, there's no solid any type of domestic or foreign policy that is coming out of the DeSantis camp as of yet. And again, has, I'll give him the credit. He has not declared that he's running for president. Donald Trump has. <coughs> he has been <clears throat> rolling out, <clears throat> excuse me, Agenda 47 and amazing foreign and domestic policies and, and, and ways he'd like to fix things. So I really am curious on what the DeSantis campaign is crafting as far as domestic and foreign policy that's going to be different and or better than what Donald Trump wants to bring because I don't see it and I see this campaign just being of half of the as far as the primary goes one half of the party and MAGA Republicans and, and, and others who are Donald Trump supporters who want the unfiltered, scorched earth, I don't give a shit guy, the 2016 Donald Trump that we all loved, other than, or have the young, refined statesman who we know, who we know is going to be just controlled by the establishment GOP, who's going to toe the line and who is not going to make the best decisions. He's not going to make horrible, horrible decisions. I mean, Ron he probably Ron, won't make any decisions. They'll be made for him. Whatever the case is, my point is, Ron DeSantis, if he became president, which I don't want, um, he's not going to make it worse than where we are now. He would put things in place to make it better. However... I don't think he can be trusted because, again, he can't be trusted no. because he's going to toe the line of the establishment and the uniparty. Absolutely and not. I agree. He's going to be a, a globalist puppet. He's going to push push the uniparty um, initiative. It's going to be no 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 different. He's going to do climate change initiatives. The green. If Ron DeSantis wins, the Green New Deal is is sealed and locked. It might as well be pushed through. Uh, like really think about it. What he's doing in in, in uh, Florida with with climate change and things like this. It, it's it's an all out assault on Donald Trump. And, you know, uh, my my T Patriot said in the Foxhole chat, no way meatball makes even makes it through the primaries. Uh, and Sean Joe says he believes Trump team knew and just wanted to, to them to show show their true faces. Um, there's um, a lot of people forget what Donald Trump did it when it comes to foreign policy. Like we're talking some of the most historic things to ever happen to this country. And, and the complete opposite of what our country has been involved in 
basically since its inception, which is war. Donald Trump is the first president, God knows how long, that we didn't get into a new start any new wars while he was in office. Okay. That's that's first and foremost. All right. We didn't start any new wars while Donald Trump was in office. Can't say that about any of the previous presidents before that. Then let's talk about the peace with North Korea. Historic crossing the DMZ. One of the, the most historic peace agreements of all time. Then you have the peace in the Middle East that he was brokering, the peace, the the peace deal to uh, remove us from Afghanistan that Joey Bag of Donuts administration so epically fucked up. Like these are some of the most historic things that he did and, and was directly involved in and made happen while he was being attacked, like we were saying earlier. To, 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 to no end at levels that no other politician will ever face ever again, even any other Republican like Ron DeSantis. So his foreign policy has been some of the best of any president to ever, ever represent us in the United States. And people, people are saying, oh, Ron DeSantis is going to be a better president. Come on. Like, like the, the track record is there. Like the, 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 Actions are there, and there's some there's some DeSantis bros that are out there saying, "Oh, Ron, uh, J- Donald Trump was all talk. He accomplished nothing." Like these people are completely yeah. delusional. And, and you know and, what's, what's what's wild is the ones that are saying that it's just empty words because a year ago or or sooner they would have never said that because they don't believe it. But that's where they are now. Because well, they're trying to, they're trying to, the, the, the narrative shifts. So now they're, they're talking out of their asses, most of them. I agree. It's, it, but it's not, it's not just that they didn't believe it. It would hurt them if they did it back then because they didn't have, they couldn't, they couldn't come out and publicly back the horse that they wanted to back because it would blow their cover as a MAGA supporter and uh, blow their cover as, and, and, and they would lose some support like Ron DeSantis. Uh, you know, if you came out a year ago and was like, like, Hey, uh, I'm not a fan of Donald Trump. You, you, you would lose every single right. but Trump supporter. Saying. Now, now those, some of those Trump supporters have branched off and left because of these false narratives and it's oh. easier for them to do so. It's a softer landing than if they were to do it a year ago. Uh, they never, they were never Trumpers from the beginning, just like Fox. From the time he walked oh, down right. the escalator all through the primaries, they hated him. As right. soon as he won the primary, they're like, oh, I guess, I guess we're team Trump now. Like, look at this fucking clown, Bill Barr and Geraldo. Your, yeah. your, your favorite, your favorite Geraldo. WKSU, we're going to do one last, last question. Right. I, I'll go on your show, Geraldo. Yeah, yeah. And, and this, this man knows what that we're coming up against the top of the hour here, too. I am honored. Uh, I'm honored to be here. And General Barr, you really are my favorite person in Washington. You know, oh, uh, I was uh, filled with admiration for the way you kept... Keep uh, sucking his dick, Geraldo. Uh, ...relatively friendly with the president, the way you kept uh, the, world's, the walls from falling in. I am kept him from absolutely cracking up during Russia, 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 and uh, as he was being uh, assailed nonstop. Mm-hmm. Uh, having said that, I, I, I think January 6th was more profoundly disruptive and, and uh, more serious uh, than maybe some of your remarks, but I 
I, you are my favorite person in Washington. I think the most honest person in Washington. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And the question I have for you, given, given that I, I trust you, so is Donald Trump, a lot of my friends say, okay, he's made mistakes and okay, January 6th, and okay, this and that. It is his policies that we'd be voting for. Given the pragmatic side also, do you think he is emotionally fit to be president of the United States? I disagree. I think that Trump and Biden will be the candidates uh, that whatever that says about the United States. Is he fit to be president of the United States? Is Donald Trump fit to be president? Uh, This is the way I'll answer that, Geraldo, which is if you believe in his policies, he's the what what he's advertising is his policies. He's the last person who could actually execute them and achieve them. Sure. He does not have the discipline. He does not have the ability for strategic thinking and linear thinking or setting priorities uh, or how to get things done in the system. It is a horror show when he's when you know when he's left to his own devices and and so you may want his policies but Trump will not deliver Trump policies he will deliver chaos and if anything lead to a backlash that will set his policies much further back than they otherwise would be that's a very direct answer thank you general <laughs> thank you very much thank you know, you know. It's not. It's not surprising, though. It's. It's. I mean, it's Bill Barr. He's. He's been. He's been around forever. He's. He's just another. Another DC swamp creature. Hundred percent. But. But again, we're talking. We're talking about the historic things that Donald Trump accomplished with his policies, and this guy is saying that. Uh, he can't deliver. He can only say his policies. Like he's literally saying it's all word, no action. First of all, and it would be chaos and there'll be backlash. It's an inaccurate statement for anyone to say that any president single-handedly could enact and accomplish policies on their own. It doesn't happen that way. It does not happen that way. So it's just more... It's just more bullshit. It's just more, hey, look at me. I'm on this platform. Uh, I'm I'm mad because Donald Trump talked bad about me at one point, and it hurts my feelings. I mean, that's – when egos get hurt in D.C., they they use that hurt of their ego to lash out at whoever hurt them at whichever way they can in the hopes to make that person look bad. It happens every single day. Like, like I, I want to, I want to actually, cause we, we kind of jumped through it quick, but I wanted to get back to, uh, to Trump and this uh, E. Jean Carroll. I just, I can't hear you. What happens to your audio? Where did you go? Can you hear me now? Yeah, now I can hear you. You got to turn the microphone on. I said circle back Jen Psaki style. Let's go. Yeah, you were you you were muted. Um so the National Pulse put out uh something yesterday which uh-huh. anyone who's out there should go to the nationalpulse.com and look up this article. Literally the article is called Anal Porn and Trump and Brad Pitt fantasies. Eugene Carroll's Facebook history is truly bizarre. And it's this woman who accused Donald Trump of rape, who was supposed to be this like 
church lady or just holier than thou. She's a lunatic. A, a crazed lunatic. Like, I actually want to read some of her Facebook posts as early as 2012 and to show this is a woman who, what was it? In, um, when did he, when did she say he supposedly raped her? 25 years ago, dude. 25 years ago, right? 25 years ago. Like, literally, literally, it costs you five million dollars to uh, come to uh, on rape rape accusations that were from 25 years ago and she wrote about it i think in a book she wrote about it like 2019 or something like that I, I might be off on the year um oh yeah she she first alleged she was raped by trump in her a book that she released uh in 2019 so literally and this is a great article i tell you the national pulse system they got they got a lot of great great articles uh, out there that, that come out relatively quick on what's going on. I would really um, advise everyone to go and, and subscribe to the website. Anyway, 2012, E. Jean Carroll, Facebook post, August, August 6, 2012. Would you have sex with Donald Trump for $17,000? Even if you could, A, give the money to charity, or B, close your eyes and he's not allowed to speak. That, that that's That's one of the things she says. She... Other ones, how about this? Uh, this is a June 29th, 2018. Big Dick Energy. Obama's got it. Putin's got it. Maxine Waters got it. Who's on your Big Dick Energy list? August 30th, 2011, even before that, 2012. Let's play Boff, Mary Strangle. I'll start. Ryan Seacrest, Dick Cheney, Steve Jobs. And yes, I know the game is really called Fuck, Mary Kill. She was FMK. Uh, another one, 2012. Really, does any woman like performing oral sex on a man? This is just some whack job woman's Facebook page, randomly. Another one, 2012. In bed, would you rather be called normal or unusual? How much porn should a man be allowed to watch every day? One of my favorites, anal sex. Are you behind it? Or is it now what it's, or is it? Now what it's cracked up to be. This girl wants her chap to stop asking her for porn sex. Like literally. This is. This this lady is fucking nuts. But again, again, this is par for the course, Alan. It's par for the fucking course. The, every single accusation, every single thing that they have thrown at Donald Trump has been completely ludicrous, like out of control. Like, eat, eat, eat. look at what's going on with uh, Alvin Bragg. Look at what's going on with Georgia. Like, look at what happened with Russia. Look at what happened with the, the fucking pee tapes, Alan. They tried to say this guy was paying Russian whores to pee on him, and we have video evidence of this happening. This is what they were trying to sell the American public and now they bring this fucking lady out there or remember fucking Cassidy Hutchinson oh Donald Trump was enraged and grabbed the wheel of the beast and fought off karate style all the secret service members like these are the stories that they're telling us so they expect the, the sad thing is Alan you're, you're a hundred you, you open the show 1000 
percent correct about how how amazing it is how many stupid people are out in this world that actually believe this nonsense that actually see this and be like oh we got donald trump on rape charges because this crazy lunatic is 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 bringing up this charge from 25 fucking years ago and she must be telling the truth uh donald trump's a, a pig he's a terrible person he's grabbing him by the pussy just i believe it 100 percent and it, it's great it's line. fucking insane dude i mean th- this is what we're dealing with meanwhile meanwhile while this story is happening about donald trump more and more information is coming about out about epstein and his connections to the cia Tons and tons of information are coming out about that. More and more information is coming out about Hunter Biden and how his father was paying over $100,000 to cover his prostitution fees that were heavily involved in a child and a sex trafficking ring. Um, Like these are all things that are going on and the media is focused on blasting this, this crazy lunatic Because, because everything else is a lie it's all bad information. It's all, according to uh, mainstream media and people like Watermelon Head, uh, Adam Schiff, and, and Jamie Raskin, where these are baseless accusations against the sitting president and his family. And you know they're going. It's it's just, it's just stupid. And yeah, this woman, E. e. Jean Carroll, but it, it even gets a little better. And this is again now it leads into another article that was a few days earlier on May third. How Trump accuser E. Jean Carroll keeps calling rape sexy, and most of social media noticed all of a sudden that her story matches a 2012 Law and Order episode, and literally like a plot in a Law and Order episode about the whole department store thing. It like matches a Law and Order episode almost exact. Like you can go back and look. And and I, I, bet, I bet they're going to make a new Law and Order episode about exactly this. A uh, oh, prominent politician, because they they do this. They, this is what they do. They in the the newer season. I watched one episode because I used to love Law and Order. I used to love that show, uh, but it's gotten really fucking woke, and like it was all about uh, incidents that they were trying to frame in real life. Yeah, like the the lady in the park, the racist lady in the park walking her dog. They were doing episodes on that. I'm like, this is fucking crazy. This 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 whack job actually says she she claims that simulated rapes in the Game of Thrones television series were sexy. And And that's what she was saying on Anderson Cooper. That like this is rapes are sexy. No, they're fucking not. Nobody thinks rapes are sexy lady. Nobody like not one normal individual is like, yeah, that's watching a girl get raped is fucking hot. Like that's sexy. So what a lot of people were saying about this woman is, you know, they basically, she, she was coming off. Like she was some type of like rape fantasist. You know, like she fantasized about, about rape, which is sick. I mean, it is a fetish for people out there. You know, sure. literally, there's this rape role play. Absolutely, you know? and and it's it's crazy. Um, but literally, the the there's a two yeah 2012 episode of of Law and Order where it, it just it. I'm not surprised at all. I'm really not. It features uh, rape fantasies and. The very same um, Bergdorf Goodman department store dressing rooms that she claimed Donald Trump used um, 
on, when he supposedly attacked her. Like the same exact department store and the same exact dressing rooms in that 2012 Law and Order episode. They think they think we're stupid. And and like you said in the beginning of the show, many people are. Many people are so dumb that they will fall for anything. And and many people, their Trump, Trump derangement syndrome is so bad that they cannot see through anything that's good about Donald Trump. Like I was watching a clip earlier. I have it, but I, I'm, it's a little longer. I'm, I don't know if I'm going to play it. But Bill Maher is having a conversation with Dr. Phil. Yeah. And, and, and Bill Maher is like flipping out that Dr. Phil won't concede that Donald Trump is a more d- dangerous person than Joe Biden in office. Uh, and he's a fat slob. And Dr. Phil's like, he's like, no, like I won't, I won't say that. Yeah, like uh, he's kind of, he, he's kind he, he kind of just stays neutral. Yeah, you know? I, I don't really know too much about Dr. Phil's politics. I never really paid attention to it. But you know, he's not a stupid individual. Listen, anyone out there who can look past all of the bullshit about bad orange man and senile Joe, yeah. take the just just take the person out of it for a minute. Take Joe Biden and Donald Trump out of it and make fucking Joe Biden, you know, I don't know, Mickey Mouse and make Donald Trump Donald Duck and forget about who the people are. What policies made America better? Bingo. Where were we three years ago? Where were we four years ago? Because I could tell you my my retirement funds – and my investments, being that I'm self-employed, were up as of as of like this week, were up sixty plus percent. Four years ago, I was up. Okay, yep. I had more money in the bank. I wasn't paying more for gas. You know all the bullshit that we say, and then you'll have some idiot come out and say, well, Joe Biden created more jobs than any president in American history. And that mm-hmm. is bullshit because the 10 million jobs or 9 million jobs that were taken away due to COVID lockdowns from the government where people were forced to stay home, when they returned to the, those that wanted to return to work and not because a lot wanted to sit home and still get those nice COVID benefits they were getting, which were they were getting paid more than when they were going to work. Yep. Those weren't created jobs. They're not new jobs. They were jobs they just people without, just returned to. Without a doubt. Made a nice chart. They put it on whitehouse.gov and said, look, Joe Biden created all of these jobs. And people bought into it because they're fucking morons. They're idiots. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I want to shift gears a little bit because uh, – there's a lot to talk about. You know, we still got to talk a little bit yeah, about rape is so much fun to talk about. <laughs> it's rape. It's rape. So... Raping women. It's sexy. It's hot, Alan. Say it uh, rape. It's still still I mean, in the dark tone. It's still in the dark tone because we still got to. I want to talk a little bit about Title 42 and what's going on on the border, the Epstein and the, the Hunter Biden stuff I want to get at. Um, but. This came across my desk today when I was doing some research, and we talked about this a little briefly uh, in the past couple of weeks. And you know, just to highlight even more about how they're coming for our children and these after-school clubs that they're having, mm-hmm. Alan. Um, I've seen some photos, 
And let me just tell you, this is not subtle at all. They're not, they're not just like teaching children about Satan. They're glorifying Satan. They're trying to, to make it totally normal to have these seances. I'm going to show you a couple of these photos, Alan, because these are coming to a library and a school near you. So this is one of the libraries that they have a statue of just hanging out. Big head of Baphomet, big demon. Yeah. Putting Satan horns on these little children. Mm -hmm. Another giant statue of Satan in a library. Dude, I would go to that library and like put red food coloring in that fountain and make it like blood. I don't know how somebody didn't realize that. that look, at this. look at these people sitting in their Satan. Like it literally looks like, um, what's that movie that, um, Stanley Kubrick movie. I don't uh, know. Uh, Eyes Wide Shut. Oh, I've never seen it. Really good. You should see it. It's very good. It's very real. Yeah, it's sick. Right. I mean, listen, these people are sick. Look at this. So, Look at this. how many times? How many times have we have we talked about the the Satanic Temple and their after school program? As a matter of fact, I forgot what state it was. It just came out recently. Alan. They're sitting around a pentagram like they're doing a fucking seance. Like, like this is not just teaching children about Satan. Like, this is fully engulfing them in what it is. Like, look at these children. Like, look. They should be like look, dissecting chickens while they're doing that, like science look, class. Look, look at this giant fucking thing. And then look at these two boys in the corner where my mouse is. Like, they do not look comfortable around, like, that's terror. I was scared of clowns at that age. Like I couldn't imagine. What is there any context of these photos on? Are there any context on these photos on when they were taken and where they were taken or no? So there was in the, in the telegram that I was on. Uh, I just forget. Cause there were a couple different libraries. Yeah. But like, look at this, look at this. Yeah. So that that's satanic temple. And again, I don't remember what library. they just, they just, uh, um, they the school district uh passed to allow the satanic temple to do after school programs in the district and i don't remember what state it was in there are states where they do them but they're not allowed to do them inside the school they can do them after school this on is, school grounds when the school is closed this is all at libraries all of these these yeah, aren't any school yeah but i again like this is not something that we're saying like, hey, they're just, you know, teaching children about Satan so they're aware of what Satan is. Like, this is a... No, they want to completely destroy any type of Christianity or faith you might have in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in, in, in a real God. And, you know... This is fucking sick, dude. They want... Listen, listen. They want... Junior, whether it's this is this is how they they mold little junior progressives. Okay, th th this is how they do it. Take God out of it. Okay. Oh, one thousand. Ma make them all agnostics or atheists. It just completely delete religion. That's what they want to do. Yeah, and it's and it's Brandy said in the chat it's the it's desensitizing these kids to satanic rituals. Absolutely, 
it's it's opening these children's minds yeah. to evil, to pure evil. Like that's literally they're allowing to be around it and they're accepting it in their life. So what they're doing is they're literally accepting Satan as part of their life, uh, which is which is one of the most evil things you could do to a child. And they go after the children because it's a direct it's a, a direct on ta- attack on God's creation. Me- it's a literal direct attack. Like children are the closest thing to God's creation. They haven't been uh, tainted by all the poison that we were fed and and all of the poison in, in my, mind, body and soul. Uh, you know, we're constantly attacked. And, and because of our freedom of choice, uh, you know, we're, we're, we, we can decide to go away from God in many cases. Uh, but children, okay. children, their only choice is what is put in front of them by their well, adults. Well, here's the thing. And, and, and this is something I'd like a statistic on where somebody should, you know, look into it and do a study on this. Now you just saw all those pictures with all those yeah. kids, average age, probably eight, eight and younger. I mean, uh, younger, nine yeah. and younger. There's some, you saw some eight, six, seven, eight year olds, even maybe some four, you know, you know, just say from, let's just say from three to eight, three to nine, right? Just on the, based on the pictures we just saw. They're all of parents. I would really like to know the average age of the parents of these children. If and they're still parents, together. Because what's that? And if both parents are in the child's life. I'm I think that's a very important aspect of it as well. I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna believe it or not, I would bet that most of those kids have both parents. And here's why I'm asking about the age demographic of the parents, because I bet they're young, they've had their children young. I bet they are not well off, um, lower to lower, lower to lower middle class, lower class to lower middle, um, small communities, not a sense of belonging really. Um, Cause when you, when you use the term that they're preying on the kids, well, yeah, that's, that's acceptable, but I truly believe that these organizations and the people involved with them are more so preying on younger parents. Maybe they're a little introverted. Maybe they just don't kind of know where they fit. Maybe the parents themselves never really grew up, had substance abuse problems. Maybe they're just working two jobs and they don't really have a sense of belonging. And here these people show up and say, hey, in this organization the church isn't going to help you the church is going to shun you the church is going to make you seem that you're beneath them because of your lifestyle whatever it might be alcoholism and everything else we will embrace you and your children and give you a sense of belonging and i don't think i'm off base here and i think it's more of the parents being manipulated and preyed upon because if it's not that it, which it has to be because no normal parent out there would allow their children to be involved and exposed to shit like this unless well, they are so easily manipulated. We're talking brains of mush. I'm talking the lowest of the world. a lot of people, Alan. I mean, it really is. Yeah. It, it, really, it, really, it really is a lot of people. And uh, so I had this conversation not too long ago with somebody. They were, we were, we were talking about business stuff and, 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 you know, 
making deals and negotiations and 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 we were laughing <laughs> and we started talking about uh cults and stuff and just and it just the conversation just kind of went off the rails and my my friend said to me he goes you know if you wanted to alan you could move somewhere to the midwest into some small town and without even trying i would give it three months and you would have a cult of 50 followers that would do whatever it is you wanted to do because people in these small desolate areas are no offense to these people at all. It's just that they're so easily manipulated if they're used, if, if they're, if they're wooed and charmed, literally wooed and charmed. I mean, a use, a, a really good use salesman, a used car salesman could probably do it in, in a certain way. You say the right things. Terrible. And you show these people, well, even if it's a lie on what could possibly be waiting for them or be good for them, that you you can you could basically achieve anything if, if you have the gift of gab and if you literally people will follow you. Look at, so look at I, I, I agree with that. I I I absolutely agree with that. It's it's crazy how how much people will just follow and, and do is what sounds good. If you, if you play them right and, and you, you talk to them in the right, the right way, they'll literally, it's, it's almost like straight out of uh, Charlie Manson and the family. Like it's, it's something like that. I a hundred percent agree with you, but at the same time, Alan, we also know that they're doing this behind the parents' backs in many cases. Uh, a lot of that is happening and they're pushing it on children and they're making it the cool thing. Like all these other kids are coming into school. Like, look, at, look at what they're doing at, at targets. Like hey, stores. I am in target, my local target, right? Check this out. So we're in the boys section guys, boys clothes section. I want to show you over here. This is the clothing we have for boys. Dinosaurs are cool, right? There's a big rainbow behind the dinosaur. We're not going to stop there. We've got a cloud hula hooping with a rainbow. What's this? Trucks are cool, right? Picking up a rainbow. Why are we picking up a rainbow, guys? Why is this boy's clothing today? I'm not done. Like Baby Shark? Bye-bye. There's masculinity. That's what they're doing. They're destroying masculinity. And they're attacking it that way. And then you have Party Tits Cuomo on his new show defending it and defending pornographic books that they're, they're, they're giving these children. Like a lot of parents don't even know that you can go into the school library and these kids can take out these, these disgusting pornographic books. Let me ask you something. Uh, Tina, would the book bother you as much if it were uh, a male and a female doing an, doing uh, animations that are instructional for kids to understand uh, that type of sex relation? Fucking. So the problem with the books that our chapters across the country have concerns with, Chris, is that they are obscene. They are obscene and they are pornographic. This has nothing to do with if it's male and male, female and female, or male and female. They are obscene and they are pornographic. And you know, Gender Queer is just one of the many books. Here's My Body is Growing, a guide for children four to eight. I could read to you out of this book. It is disgusting. Four to it eight is, years old. Um, it is with a man and a woman, uh, 20 years old. It is, it's not appropriate. This is for ages four to eight. And kinder, kindergarten through third grade. And it says, 
that Sabrina's vagina becomes moist and warm and Marco's penis gets very stiff. Marco then pushes his penis into Sabrina's vagina, always in both of them. It tells oh, he's like, I love married this. And living together and 20 years old. This is appropriate for four to eight year olds. This is found in grade schools all across the country. So in your opening statement, Chris, you talked about Governor DeSantis and you listed books that Governor DeSantis has said he has concerns with and that what you stated was false. We, um, we have, we've watched Governor DeSantis. We've watched his press conferences on this. Um, nobody in our organization or does Governor DeSantis have any problem with To Kill a Mockingbird or the other books that you mentioned. The books that are concerning to us and that are, that are actually violating the law here in the state of Florida are pornographic and obscene by anybody's standards. First of all, I didn't say your group. Second of all, I didn't even say Governor DeSantis. I'm saying some of the books and the groups that have come under the umbrella of what he's been talking about do want to ban those books. Uh, that's not made up. You should stick to your lane in terms of what your group does. That's why I have you here, because I don't think you're the same as a lot of these other organizations. If I thought you wanted to ban those, I don't think that. you have a very good argument. What I'm saying is there's a difference between K through three and up to 12. And then there's a secondary concern, which is, where does it stop? Which ideas do you guys stop at and get comfortable with? That this bothers you because it's uh, openly pornographic and kids can get it. Okay, but where do you draw the line? And who gets to draw it? I don't think it's so that think difficult. What's happening, what's happening right now right. is this conversation about book banning. You saw President Biden speaking about it in his re-election campaign video. It's become extremely politicized. And I think there are a lot of people that very much want to try to marginalize moms and dads and villainize us for being concerned about extremely explicit content being given to children in schools. Um, it's important that we talk about, you're right, the truth here uh, about the books that are concerning. Moms and dads are getting up at school board meetings and having their mics cut. We can't show these pictures on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter. They get censored and we couldn't show them on Saturday morning news. So you ask us, where does the line start or stop? As I said it on the CBS News broadcast, let's set the bar really, really low. Let's just say no pornographic material, no rape, no incest, no pornography. In this book, this gentleman talks about being raped, anally raped by a family member who was an adult. But why was this in an elementary school, in a middle school or a high school for that matter, Chris? Hey, thank you for watching. Hey, I, I enjoyed this very much and I want this to continue. My name is Fredo. It's just, listen. It just goes back to narratives where they will take this and say, well, Republicans want to ban books. They want to burn them like Nazis. And no, they, I mean, you take all of the, the explicit pornographic material books out of schools and, well, and, and, and libraries. Yeah. I wouldn't mind watching a book burning, but. And Alan, you, you, if you actually, because that was what I always wondered, you know, growing up hearing about the Nazis burning books and what books they burned. A lot of the books that they burned were the pornographic books for children, like we're seeing right now. It's the same fucking playbook. That's oh, the books oh, that they burned. Whatever. Whatever yeah. books I'm just saying. It's, it's, the, the, the point is, nobody's looking to ban oh, books that no. are, you know, well, we don't, we don't want people like, they're basically trying to say that we don't want 
they're lumping this in with, well, they don't want children to learn real history about things like slavery. No, that's not at all. Not at all true. Like some, some leftist idiot, she, I forget her name. She goes around and, and she, she, the other day she's like, oh, do, do you think children should learn about slavery and history class? And I'm like, they already do, you fucking retard. I mean, when I was in school, I learned all about slavery. And sla slavery... Slavery was bad. Nobody yep. liked it. Nope. Like nobody liked it. Hey, like, and it's, and it's going on right now at a level they, around the world that that is higher than it was going on at that that point in the world. And no one wants to bat an eyelash. No one wants to talk about what's going on in Libya and the slave trade that was directly created by the United States and yeah. and what Hillary Clinton and uh, Obama did. Uh, no one wants to say a fucking peep about it. But, but. I digress. Uh, we, 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 the, the whole point of that whole section of the show is really just to highlight that they're coming for our kids. Uh, they're coming for the kids everywhere and on every angle, whether you like it or not, and whether you want to believe that this is happening uh, or not, this is a reality. I think most uh, rational people do. And at this point in the game of clown world that we're playing, yep. if you're not, paying attention to what your children are learning or you're not paying attention to anything that your kids are being fed by whatever programs they might be involved in. And it could be anything. Or even social media and internet access. Anything. Like exactly. you're not paying attention Absolutely. to that. Like you go on Absolutely. YouTube and you see what kids are right. being pushed on the, by the children, the kids on YouTube. Apps that are on their phones, things that they're watching by YouTube, you know, everything. If you're not paying attention to it and engaging with your children, that's that that your own fault, your own fault. Uh, literally, mm -hmm. parenting is not difficult. Yeah. All right, it, it's not difficult. If, Al, if Alan can do it, guys, exactly. anyway. you know, early stages, it's not hard. You got to feed and make sure they don't die as they get older. All right, they can feed themselves, wipe their own ass, just make sure they're not dying, they're not going to die. And then, you know, basically, it's hey, this is bad, this is good. Be a, be, don't be a piece no. of shit. Be a good human being. Like, and this is how you do it. It's not brain surgery, but these people that that use the public school system as a free babysitter while they're out working two jobs or fucking their tennis coach like for six hours. It's it's pay attention to what they're doing there. Like there isn't anything that my kid is doing that I don't know about. All right. I'm I'm I will find out everything. I want to know everything. And you don't have to be an asshole about it. You don't mm -hmm. have to make your kid feel like they're living in a fucking concentration camp and, and, and constantly be on their shit. That's not how you parent. All right. It's not how you parent. There nope. are ways. But I, I know things that nobody even knows that I know. All right. Like I'm, I'm going to find out what's going on. I want to know what's happening. I want to know what my daughter's being taught. I want to know what she's looking at. I want to know what she, who she's speaking with. And very upfront with her why I want to know these things. The world is a dangerous place. Your neighborhood is a dangerous place. Back when I was nine years old, I was able to walk to my friend's house three blocks away. I would not let my 10-year-old daughter walk to her friend's house a block away. No shot. And 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 it's you have to be. Like my buddy, my good friend, he has two beautiful daughters that are like three and, and one. And uh 
he he posts pictures on the internet, but he puts emojis over their faces. He won't even show their faces on social media. And, I, don't and think, I, don't, I don't. I don't think. Uh, and 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 that's cool that he does that. There's no reason to even do that. There's no reason to have your children, your small children, on social media, on pictures on social media, at all. On fuck, there is no. I, 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 I get like you know, because most you have to think how most normies think. Like most most regular people, they're like, oh, I'm sharing this photo of my daughter doing something funny on the internet for my friends and family to see. They're not realizing that there is a whole world in the internet, and they go to Yandex, and there's all these photos that these predators use to uh, either. Uh, kidnap and, and take minors or just to fucking jerk off to because they're sick fucks. So I, I literally saw my, my my cousin's got small kids and uh, she had a picture of her uh, of her son in the bathtub. He's like I don't know, four. He really didn't see anything but there he is in the bathtub naked but you didn't see anything because he's in the water, right? He's just like his upper body. And I literally took a screenshot and sent it to her. And I'm like, do you know how many perverts are jerking off to this picture right now? Are you out of your fucking mind? Yeah, no, it's very real. It's like, very like, fucking real. Just, just, just not even having to see anything, just knowing you have a four-year-old in the bathtub. Like, literally, that's how sick things are. Yeah. And I, I just... I'm going to, Alan, I'm going to email you these, these mouthy booted documentaries that I have saved on my phone that have since been taken off the internet. We got to figure out a way. Maybe we could put them on our channels and rumble and see if they stay up Maybe. Uh, because they're really fucking good and detailed. Um, I think I'm going to do that, but definitely stop taking pictures of your, your kids and putting on the, and if you're going to put an emoji over their face, cover up their face. Like, uh, you know, there's no need for them to have their identity and who they are. Um, and, and don't and don't take don't take pictures of you, don't take pictures of your kids in bathing suits in the summertime and think it's cool to just put them on your Facebook page, um, because it's not it's not. No, but and, they and, think it's, they think it's just for their friend. That the problem is they think it's just for their friends and family. Like, oh, my friends and family are gonna see this. My, you know, Aunt Aunt Susan's gonna fucking love this photo. She's gonna crack up, and I can't wait to see her comments. Stop putting your your four and eight year old daughters in fucking two piece bikinis and bringing them to the beach. Stop. It makes me it makes me fucking furious. Makes me furious. Like, no, 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 no. No, You know, it's it's not happening. Like, I so my 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 kid goes to gymnastics once a week, right? Mm -hmm. And. She wears a tank top and she wears her gymnastics t-shirt and she wears shorts, right? And we go. And I got to tell you, like, I hate when I have to go. I hate when I have to bring her and I hate when I have to drop her off because when I go there, the uncomfortable feeling I get seeing, and it's 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 99.9% girls from the ages of, like, the classes are overlapping from like four. So I'd say like 12 in different classes. Right. And the way these people allow their children to dress for gymnastics, we're talking 10 year olds in, 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 in fucking like sports bras. 
and painted on spandex shorts with their entire back and, and, and midsection showing and everything showing. And it's like, People don't realize because they don't realize how big of an issue child predators are. They don't realize that they're literally everywhere. It's disgusting. These people are evil. They lurk amongst you all of the time. They're on, and the internet was a game changer for so many, uh, so many of these evil, sick fucks. You know, you know, you know how fucked up I am. Like that. So, like, there was a few times where I had to go and, and bring her, and I. So, I'm like, all right. I'll I'll go sit in this section where the parents are and I'll mess around on my phone and stuff. And just because of of all of the stuff that we cover and we constantly, you know, you know, the news and we're looking stuff up and things like that. A guy walks in I've never seen before. And I'm like, and and he's just, I don't know, he's he's a regular looking guy, but it was just odd to me because he came in the, like the middle of the classes. Like he wasn't dropping off or anything and it wasn't time to pick anybody up. All these senses were tingling. You're like, yo, what the fuck is this guy doing? He's like there and he was just weird and he was milling around. Like he's watching all these, all these, you know, girls doing flips and shit. And I'm just like, I, this guy's a parent. I know it, but I'm like in, in the back of my head, I'm like, I just, there's just something I, I don't trust. I don't trust what's going on right now. Like he just walks in off the street, you know, just and he's just there. There. and then now I'm like, now I can't help it. And I'm just watching him, watching him, watching him. And then finally one of the girls waves to him. Oh, and then, you know, it was, it was, it was one of the fathers. And it's like, and then I get paranoid because the whole time that happened, I'm saying to myself, I'm the only fucking guy in this place before this guy walked in. Granted people, see me from time to time and know who my kid is know that yeah, I'm her dad. you have that fucking weird gross look dude it's it's, it's fucking sick <laughs> and i'm like i i don't like being in that place for right. the simple reason is i don't like how fucking people dress their kids to go out in public oh they're going to, gym they're going to dance class do they have to dress like they're fucking at, at a burlesque show like they're fucking mini prostitutes yeah. do they have to dress like that do you yeah. have kids in those outfits to come and tumble around on some fucking rings i'm not saying put them in a parachute but can we leave something <laughs> to the imagination you fucking idiots no you're absolutely right dude it's 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 really unfortunate and you know that's the way what social media has not just done to the children but to the parents as well um you know this is the cool thing to do and it's it's really not it's it's fucking sick and listen i can only imagine because like i'm i'm still thankful that my nephews are boys uh, because I go to like their sporting events and even still like it's weird being at their sporting events. Um, it's like, uh, you're looking around and seeing all the people in the crowd and you're like, who the fuck? Like some of these people aren't there as parents. Uh, you know, you get paranoid. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm it, with it, you. It, it sucks. So we have to think that way. Yeah, it really does. It really, it it really does. It's no it's, one had to think that way when I was a kid. My parents didn't have that worry when I was a kid. Oh, definitely, not. Wasn't, definitely, not. wasn't a worry. There's some fucking wackos out there, Alan. Yeah. It's fucking sad. So, real quick, I want to touch on uh, Tucker Carlson's big announcement. Then I want to I want to talk a little bit about what's going on with this Mexican white supremacist in the border. Um, but Tucker made a big announcement today saying that he's going to do his show on Twitter, which I think is a brilliant move. Uh, And Alan, I'm sure you're super excited about it because you wanted him to do his own thing rather than sign with an agency. And this is essentially 
but the, doing but this, your own thing. Right, but this isn't like end all be all. Like, I think this is an interim thing because he's still under contract, and I think there's going to be a lot that's going to come out because I, he's already like accusing Fox of 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 shit with his contract and possible fraud and things like that. Like he. He's under his contract for another two years, I believe. It's $10 million a year for another two years. And see, it's interesting because they, they want to keep him silent through the election. They don't want to let him out of his contract. Yep. But now, him just doing a, a show and other things on Twitter, it's, it's like a workaround because it's not, like tw- it's not like Twitter's paying him millions of dollars to do a show on Twitter. No, he's just going to do a show on Twitter, you know? Yeah. So you can't stop the guy from talking on social media. You can't. So brilliant. it it makes sense. And I want to know more details of it, but because at some point it's going to be, he's going to go somewhere and sign a contract with somebody or, or do his own thing, whatever it might be. Maybe with, listen, he, he's, he's, he's in talks with Elon Musk. They they may end up doing something with maybe a GOP debate, you know. That there's been he's already he's talked to to Donald Trump about it. Um, you you may see some crazy things that happen. I would love to see it. And 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 listen, I'm I've been very critical of Tucker Carlson over the years, very very critical. And it really seems to me that the strings have been cut. Uh, it seems to me that he's now speaking out about things that he knows about and he's aware of and qu- he's been questioning. Uh, you know, it started on the, uh, the the podcast he did with the Nelk boys, you know, talking about how he was ashamed about pushing the Iraq war and how he was wrong about uh, being a part of the problem. Like he was like, I, I realized that I was a part of the problem. And he's like, I've been doing this my whole life. He's like, you kids, are, you're, you're like, you see it right away. Me, I've, it's been my whole life. So it started there, but he was also recently on with uh, that globalist cuck Tulsi Gabbard, um, who I don't trust at all, but he started saying some very interesting things in this podcast. And I was very excited to hear him say these things. And this is what I'm hoping for going forward. If we get this out of Tucker Carlson information like this, we're going to get some bombshells. We're going to get information that the media never wanted us to have access to. And, and this is what he said on Tulsi. There are members of Congress who are controlled by the Intel agencies. I'm not speculating on this. You know, I I lived there for 35 years. I know this. I had a very high-ranking, very high-ranking member of the House Intel Committee tell me at dinner at a restaurant in Washington when he'd been drinking, we got to talk about this. And I said, oh, I'll text you. He goes, I, I can't text. And I said, why is that? And he goes, well, because NSA reads my text. And I said, NSA reads it. Wait, you're the head guy on the Intelligence Committee. You're their boss. You're providing oversight in our constitutional system. He's like, yeah, but, you know, they're still spying on me. First thing. Second thing, Michael McCall, who is, you know, (laughs) the leader of, I would say, the neocons uh, in the House, kind of low-key neocons, but but neocons. Um, I got into an argument with him once last year on the phone. He told somebody that I was a Russian agent or something. I was outraged, so I called him on the phone. And I, you know, I used bad language. I was really mad. And uh, he said, whoa, 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 I, I just got that, you know, that's what the intel briefers told me, that you were working for Russia. 
And I said, that's what the Intel briefers told you? You believe your fucking Intel brief? Like, how yeah. old are you, son? You yeah. know, I'm from DC. My dad was in this world. Like, yeah. you don't, you're being manipulated by your Intel briefers. <laughs> but what I'm excited to see is if he continues down that, that path where he starts to talk about these back, these conversations that he's had with some of his context, the things that Fox would never let him say or talk about. Cause really we, we, we know for a fact that Fox has put a damper on what he can say. They, they chastised him for talking about George Soros, uh, the Tony Bobulinski interview. He, he had to literally cuck to them for, for uh, even allowing that sham of an interview even to happen where no real questions were ever asked. Um, Chuck, you know, Schumer, Chuck Schumer completely yeah. shut down the January 6th thing when that first his his first coverage episode of it right. and he he made a statement and then all of a sudden it was done he, he wasn't he wasn't uh able to talk about it anymore at least in the context that he was able to and so this, was, this is exactly what I've wanted uh, from Tucker Carlson for for decades at this point forever uh I I've wanted him to come out and actually report the news and actually tell us the full story, not just tell us what he's allowed to say. And he, and I, my major complaint about him was always that he could leave Fox and make as much, if not more money mm-hmm. doing his own thing than he would at Fox. Like, and you have your own studio, you got everything set up, just do it. Like if you really cared about the truth and cared about what's going on in this country, you would do that. Well, now's that opportunity, whether it was forced or not, and I'm very interested to see what he talks about going forward. I think uh, I'm, more, I'm more interested of hearing him expose the ins and outs of what goes on um, with Fox News. Like, of course, he'll talk about everything and and what his you know. Oh, I, I want it all. I'm 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 here for it all. Like, I'm very interested. And what I'm also very interested to see from Tucker Carlson, because this will be very interesting narrative going forward. And maybe we'll touch on this before we get into the, the Mexican white supremacist, um, because it ties in with the intel community and it ties in with Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson used to be neighbors with good old Hunter Biden, wrote uh, a letter for Hunter Biden's kid to get into Georgetown. So they've they've got a fairly fairly close relationship. Well, they did at one time. These two guys, yeah, they did it. They they did at one time. Which is fine. I mean, I, I don't have a problem with that. No, but 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 here's again the interesting narrative: is Tucker going to really dive deep into the coverage of what's going on with Hunter Biden and as it pertains to Joe Biden in the Biden administration? Um, because they are very good friends. Uh, a major report just came out. A major report just came out from John Solomon talking about how uh, there were CIA agents that are currently working inside of the CIA that were calling people on re- other calls that not related to any of this, asking them to sign this document that the 51 intelligence officers sign. Um, it's very interesting that the CIA is trying to cover this up in every which way they possibly can. And now Tucker Carlson might be able to speak about this 
And we know he was censored on a lot of things. And we know how involved the CIA and the intelligence agencies are in human trafficking, are involved in the media. And now we have a guy who knows a lot about the inner workings of Hunter Biden and knows a lot about this investigation. And he's fr- he u- used to be friends with him. I mean, again, I, I we don't know how much he actually knows you know, like I'm, I'm sure because no, he you, knows about Hunter Biden. Like he's, yeah, he's, he's also he, realized most of the shit. That, also realized all the shit that Tucker talked about on his show is all from producers. I mean, he he barely got involved in most of it. Oh, I I, oh, I understand no. this. No, I I understand no, this. I don't but know. It, at the same at the same time, you know, you look. I point to the Tony Bobolinsky interview. Like he 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 could have definitely put. He's a smart enough guy to put some good, good questions together. Like me and you could have very easily put some questions together for Tony Bobulinski that could have blown this whole case wide open and got deeper into the issue. But none of those questions were asked or follow-ups. That's, that's the biggest issue that I had about that interview is there was no good follow-up questions. There was no, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't dig into any of the answers. It was like, all right, question, answer, question, answer, question, answer. And those aren't necessarily producers. Those are him actually being a journalist and asking well, he, you to follow he, up. I'm, I'm sure I'm sure he had a foot on his neck the entire time. I, I'm not saying he didn't, but this is this is what I'm interested to see going forward is whether now that he's uh, able to speak a little bit more freely, if he's going to specifically the Hunter Biden story, dive into this and talk about it because because of his past relationship because writing the 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 thing and and all of the bombshell reporting that's coming out. It's 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 absolutely amazing. I like, guess we're gonna we're gonna see what he's gonna be willing to want to talk about and report on, and what his Twitter show is gonna be about. I mean, well, there might be what's that? It's interesting. Go ahead. Then there might be some things he just doesn't want to talk about. I, which- I understand that, but I'm 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 curious to see if because this is a major story, Alan. This this involves the president of the United States. Like Senator Ron Johnson was on Fox today. And I'm very interested to see because Fox is now is covering it a little bit and giving it some good, good press. And this is why I'm interested to see if Tucker is going to dive deeper into it, because this is, again, all surface level stuff. One thing that we don't talk enough about, uh, I know President Biden is just so proud of his son, but let's. You know, we have the evidence that Hunter Biden paid for, paid tens of thousands of dollars for prostitutes that were sex trafficked through an international sex trafficking ring. Oh. I mean, I mean, yes, ick. And President Biden, during about a four or five month period, offered to pay for about one hundred thousand dollars of Hunter Biden's bills when he was spending tens of thousands of dollars on these women who are sex trafficked. Now, if, if that is at a minimum morally reprehensible and wrong, and the president's defending that, and the media isn't even looking well, into it. Would that be a felony? I mean, if you're I doing would- business with a sex trafficking ring, that that's more than ethically offensive. It is grotesque, but the media doesn't concentrate on it. We had that in our report. We we had the the business the, the financial transactions proving it. James Comer does the same thing. But again, it's, it it is so icky. It's so reprehensible. It is. People don't want to talk about, it, but it's just galling to hear the president talk about how proud he is of Hunter, and he 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 enables this. He enables it by propping up his son, both in, in terms of those types of words as well as financially. It's it's really pretty sick. You know the 
irony too in what you've just shared? So the president's son, uh, just in the last few days, wanted to fight his child support because the family doesn't want to recognize that child as legitimate. The irony would be is what if that child, I mean, you said prostitutes paid for by Hunter Biden, that going through a traffic, a sex trafficking ring. I mean, so how does the family not know about that if they're denying a baby that potentially came from that very source? I mean, I know we don't know what we don't know. That's a very that good was question. Quite the bombshell you just dropped. And you're right. People aren't reading deep enough. And when when they do, they don't report it. We will, too. We will definitely do that. It is ick factor 10, as you put it, very icky. But those are the facts. And in case you guys missed it, he was talking about Hunter Biden praising his son, Alan. Did you see this? Oh, yeah, that's an old clip. Of course. Yeah, I mean, that, uh, over and over and over. That's affecting you. Your son, while there's no ties to you, could be charged by your Department of Justice. How will that impact your presidency? First of all, my son's done nothing wrong. Yeah. I trust him. <laughs> I have faith in him. And it impacts my presidency by making me feel proud of him. Impacts my presidency by making him feel proud of me. Listen, like, I mean, any, any, any president, any sitting president that has a train wreck son when he asks that question, what do they think the response is going to be from the sitting president whose son is a train wreck crackhead criminal? Do they think they're going to say, oh, yeah, I'm worried about my presidency because my son is a crackhead. I'm worried about my son because he's reckless. I'm worried about my son because he did bad things. No, no, because it's like anything else. It's deny, 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 and then attack when you can. I mean, absolutely. Uh, It's. It's the same. It's the same coverage. It's the same playbook. And and let's be real. Joey Bag of Donuts only has a few select programmed answers uh, that he's been given. Like he he can't really answer a lot of these questions because he's no not all there. He's he's a disaster. He's a disaster. He's a, he's an absolute and disaster. It, it's it's he's a disaster. The. The government's a disaster. Everything's a disaster. We have we have Mexican white supremacists now. Yep, we have Mexican white supremacists. So uh, this is this story in Allen, Texas, of this guy who uh, shot up the the shopping mall. Stinks to high heaven. It fucking stinks to high heaven. First off, I want to start off by saying. They were able to identify this guy and get all of his information, get everything uh, about this guy within 30 seconds of the shooting. But yet we still have no motive for the Las Vegas shooting. We still have no idea who the Supreme Court leaker is. We still can't figure out who planted the bombs on January 6th. And the list goes on. But yet we're able to figure out this guy's entire backstory. He's the manifesto of the Christian school shooting. Yeah, exactly. The manifesto of the Christian, hundred percent. That's the just FBI still still typing that. <laughs> it's it's absolutely insane. But as soon as this happens, they put out these pictures of this guy. The Washington Post: Gunman in Texas mall shooting may have been a neo-Nazi. Officials probe Texas mall shooter possible link to white supremacy. His name is Mauricio Garcia. Listen, it is possible. Like I know, like in in Mexico, they have these weird Nazi like 
organizations, but it's just, listen, none of it makes sense. They literally, they immediately turned around and said, what was like 2008, the military rejected him because he was crazy. Okay. Um, but he has immigrant or he, at least Hispanic parents that don't speak English at all. They needed a translator. Yep. But Alan, mm-hmm. he, he shot no, he shot white people. Like he shot a bunch of white people. He didn't like, this makes no sense. This makes no, like, listen. Yeah. It, it, it stinks to have yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're circulating these photos with his, his, his face cropped out perfectly. But and also and also meanwhile, there was another. Was it in a mall where a black shooter, deranged out of his mind, walked up to two white men, I believe, and shot them in the head, execution style, and they because they were white. Yep. And that's get. I forgot where that was, but that's not getting really any coverage whatsoever. None. Literally self-proclaimed. I sh- I shot them in the in the head because they were white. Like he was going hunting for white men to shoot. Like literally. But but they're 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 literally showing this photo as if it's him with his face cut off with these brand new fresh tattoos. Like he's straight out of uh, yeah. American History X. Edward Norton with his swastika tattoo, and they're brand yeah. new and fresh with no face, of course. I and mean, if you ask me, Alan, this has got FBI written all over it. I mean, there's, there's, listen, I, there is no doubt in my mind that there is some sort of intelligence community connection with this guy. Something is up. And at, oh, some, point, it, I found yeah, him. at, at some point, it'll probably come out. I mean, oh, but by chance, you know, so you have a gun-free zone with defenseless people. Then you have some they're talking about some Russian social media site that apparently only the feds can can actually see where he posted all of this crazy stuff. Yep. And then there's that website that Bellingcat, um, uh, it's called like the uh, uh, Bellingcat, the home of online or investigations or whatever that is supposedly government funded and it's a leftist organization, and it's basically a uh, they monitor far right wing organizations and people. Um, well, here's and- the guy right here, Alan. Here, here they are. Just you know, the Mexican Nazis just walking around, hanging out. It's it's insane. But again, Alan, the media needs to be blamed. It gets some of the blame for this. If it is, if 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 this is the case especially more so for the, the shooting that you were mentioning earlier about how this, this crazy black guy went into the mall and shot these two white people. I think it was in a mall. I'm not 100% sure. Don't oh, call I know me exactly that. what you're talking about. He looks homeless, this guy. Yeah, he, he was mentally – they said he was crazy, and he said, I wanted to kill white people. All right. No, well, you did. You, you got to. Numbers throughout the years. So this is a, a graph from uh, the sources LexisNexis. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the number of news articles mentioning white privilege. Well, yeah, and you can see white privilege. Come on now, seventies, eighties, even into the the nineties, there was nothing. In the early, the late nineties, there was a little a little blip that was like you know maybe a couple hundred articles, and that continued all the way until the mid two thousand. Then we started to get an uphill trend. And then in about 2014, 2013 area, it skyrocketed. Same thing goes with diversity and inclusion. 
unconscious bias, systemic racism. Oh, but wait, there's more on whiteness, on intersectionality, critical race theory, diverse training. Like, look at all these trends. Look at all these trends of articles written. Number of articles written by the New York Times mentioning discrimination. Same time around 2013, skyrocketed. New York Times social justice, 2015, skyrocketed. I think like, if we if we if we got to understand a little bit more of white rage, um, we would not have Mexican neo Nazis running around with guns in gun free zones with defensive people posting on Russian social media sites only accessible by that's like this is this is insane. Like it, the media is has to be to blame for some of this. Is it insane? No, it's not. I'm not surprised. It isn't. No, actually, Alan, it is insane. It is 100% insane. The fact that it's normal to us is insane. The fact that this is a regular average Tuesday is insane. Uh, This should not be happening. This is radicalizing people all over the country. This is why we're having such a divide, a racial divide and hatred towards other races is because the media pushes this fucking rhetoric, this nonsense, this garbage. And then you have you have companies like Bud Light pushing the trans nonsense, the commercials. It's it's nonstop. Oh, you see they fired the marketing firm. Oh, they, yeah. Did you see what they did to, to the to the to the distributors as well? Wall Street Journal report. Oh, yeah. yeah. Bud Light makes maker offers dri- distributors free beer, more ad spending after Dylan Mulvaney backlash. Anheuser-Busch wholesalers say they have faced plummeting sales and personal but- threats over backlash. From promotion with a transgender influencer. But now, um, now they're getting it from both sides because the gay bars are now boycotting Bud Light, saying that Bud Light did not come out hard enough in support of Dylan Mulvaney while getting attacked. For- oh my God. So now, so now their virtue signal to get the gay people involved, the less than 1% involved has completely backfired the gay people don't even want to drink the bud light because they're upset that dylan digvaney is not getting the support from bud light you know the 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 guy who's not trans who's not on hormones who is a gay broadway actor dressing up as a woman for clicks views and fame hey listen it's you know what's going to solve all this i'm going to tell everybody what the solution is and you may have heard it because it's going around. The problem is the guns. We know this. The problem oh. is the guns. Well, Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton. Uh, we don't have enough of them. Is the problem? She. Uh, she had a lot to say. Uh, yeah, please don't tell me you're going to play Hillary Clinton. No, I don't have her. I have a, a nice tweet of hers, though. Fuck her and her tweets. A fucking twat. Uh, this fucking bitch. She literally, where is it? She literally said, "Don't." Where's Hail Dog? Don't. I'm not. I don't even care. I. She. She. I literally can't stop thinking about this beautiful young family murdered with an AR-15 style rifle while running errands. Ban assault weapons now. Yeah. Again, it's just somebody. Hey, Hillary, can you do me a favor and put out the tweet? Put out one of your ban assault weapon tweets yeah, but it's the, like they the all have little, like, little, it's like they all have little earpieces like all right insert assault 
ban assault weapons tweet now. The balls of this woman, though, to to say something about murder and 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 it's the same. All of them. It's the same. She literally. I so I I responded to one of her tweets and it like went viral. It got retweeted like over like two thousand times or something like that. She and I I I put it on. Uh, I put a screenshot up and I uh, when I so she goes. The Supreme Court should be the only branch of the United States government without an enforceable code of ethics. And I responded, Hillary, you have a kill list longer than most CIA assassins, and you want to talk about ethics. Is this psycho broad for real? And everybody was, everybody was retweeting like, "That's brilliant." I don't know who That's this Alan Jacoby. I don't know who this Alan Jacoby is, but he didn't kill himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alan did not start that trend. Now, Alan did not. I'm, did not I'm kill himself. Although I was getting gas earlier today, and I thought someone was watching me, so maybe, maybe, maybe uh, Killery has uh, has it out for me. I don't care. It's possible, dude. It's definitely possible. You're a fucking FBI rogue agent, a CIA rogue I'm double, agent. I'm a double agent. I'm yeah. working both sides. We're totally working both sides. Gray hat, if I, I ever saw I got to tell you, though, th- this, like the news cycle this week, just the news cycle in the past 24 hours, like in the past 12 hours has just compl- like men- six- mentally exhausted me. Literally. Me it's been I, nonstop, dude. I we didn't even we didn't even talk about all the Epstein revelations. I, I don't even. I don't honestly. I can't even do it anymore. I can't. I it, it, he's. I can't even. I can't. I, I'm so fucking burned today. The New York of uh, New York, New York Federal District Court. They they uh, uh they're indicting. They have an indict a sealed indictment for George Santos that they won't even. Uh, they they haven't said what it is yet. Uh, I was yeah, talking I to his. I was talking to his people earlier, like. It, it's so ridiculous. They're just they're going after everybody, and I literally I put I was so aggravated. I put a, I put a tweet out. I put a poll out earlier. If you're if you're on Twitter, go and vote. Alan Jacoby, seventeen seventy six. I put a uh, poll. What are the odds <laughs> our great republic completely collapses before twenty twenty four? And the the choices are no chance. Get on the bread line. Or there's so much ash. Like, which is it? There's so much ash. The the country is crumbling around us. Like, the border has 700,000 people waiting. More than that. That number's not even accurate. It's more than that. This is what 700,000 people look like, Alan. That's that's 700,000 people. And they're, that that's the estimate number at the border. So even if that, that is the number, even if that is the number, let's just, for argument's sake, say it is accurate, which I agree with you, it's not. That is so many fucking people, seven foot of the biggest football stadiums in the country, mm-hmm. oh, maxed out, are coming into, like, how many times do you watch a sports game and you're like, holy shit, there's a lot of people there. Like, holy fuck, that place is packed. Yeah, so... This is, I mean, listen, they're, they're, and this is the problem where, okay, and we know, unfortunately, that Joe Biden is going to, he's already said it, he will veto any, pretty much any type of border policies that comes to, that comes to his, his desk that he doesn't like. And they're not going to like any of it because this is by design. Mm-hmm. They want them all, 
upcoming title 42, which is, is, is COVID related and COVID's over. And I get it. They're probably not going to get a stay. They're trying to get it. They have what less than 48 hours, I think, or, or, or a little more, a little less until this expires. And then all hell is going to break loose. El Paso is already overrun. They supposedly the, the feds are, I don't know if they did it yet. They were planning on uh, raiding some um, homeless uh, migrant encampments in El Paso, Texas, because they're taking over the streets there. They're absolutely, they've taken over the streets, thousands of them sleeping in the street. They're, they're bringing 1,500 uh, uh, uh active national guard down there and they, they're going to use them strictly for transportation. They're yeah. going to be driving them everywhere. Okay. They're, they're, they're going to help with processing. They're not, they're not going to be sending them back. They're going to help a, a red state near you. And it's all by design. Well, Greg and Abbott actually did something. I don't think it's much uh, he today do enough. And, and he can, he can do more uh, apparently according to, the constitution about uh, his state being invaded, but I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. The legality. Putting, up, putting up wire borders and this could be just a, a small section. Uh, well, whatever. Photo op, he, but. I mean, listen, he, he's, I, I get, I guess he's trying to do something, which is great. Yeah. Which is fine. It's nothing. It's not enough though. It's not going to be enough. There aren't enough people. And, I think a lot of people are going to get hurt. I think a lot of people are going to die. Yep. It's unfortunate. There's a lot of Af- like Africans that are coming through. And look what's going on in France and Paris. I mean, listen, everywhere. There's over 100 countries that are coming. You still have the Russians. You still have Ukraine. You still have China, Chinese nationals, Middle Eastern, Somalians, Africans, everywhere. Everywhere. It's fucking insane. So, it's wild. I, I mean, you have – and they're all fighting age men. Prisoners. I mean, it's you have you have families coming, you have children coming, and it's uh they they need to figure out what they're gonna do as far as policy and somehow force. See, not not for nothing. And listen, I'm not a lawmaker. They're they're talking about they're having all these um these debt ceiling and budget um uh discussions and arguments. I literally, if I was Kevin McCarthy, if I was the Speaker of the House, which he's not going to do because he's spineless. I mean, look at the, all the money we're sending to Ukraine this week. We're like another, another one point something billion dollars. So I literally would threaten and I would I would full full send follow through with a complete government shutdown. I would shut the government down. And literally the only way we're going to budge is if you close down the border now. I'll even give them – I'll even I'll even make concessions as far as debt ceiling and budget and things like that. But you, you shut the border down today. Like t- today, it's shut down. You make those 1,500, send an additional 3,000 and shut it down and throw them the fuck out. Otherwise, yep. we will keep people coming to work unpaid as long as it takes for you to do that. I would literally shut the whole fucking thing down. Nothing happens. Everything closes. People can't get get government assistance. People can't get access to government services. Government employees go uh, unpaid until something is done. Whether it's some sort of policy is crafted, legislation is passed, because Title 42, as much as I don't want it to go away, 
it it's it's not relevant anymore. We need something else. Yes, and, it needs to be replaced. And there's nothing else. And this is what they want. And the other flip side of it is Republicans have to wake up and realize that the people that are here and the people that are going to get in, they're not leaving and they're not going to be deported. Don't be fooled. Just because let's say Donald Trump becomes president, you really think they're going to, even if he wanted to, that they're going to physically be able to round up all of these people nope. and deport them to wherever they came from? No, it's not going to happen. The government buses them all over the country. Millions of them are here. So you know what? And this is something I think I want to get into a little bit on Friday. This um, e-pass thing that they have that you have to e-verify. It's called or something. Where uh, it just has, Florida has it. It's an, it's an op. It's a voluntary thing with the government where their construction sites in Miami closed down hundreds of workers because none of them were tax paying, none of them were legal. Where they have to um, put some information in this thing, and if if you aren't on the tax rolls or whatever, you can't work. And they had whole construction sites shut down where they had to shut it down. Yeah, it's it's weird. Look, look into. It. I think it's called either. I'll, I'll find out. We'll, we'll we'll look into it. We'll talk about it on Friday. But literally, like, Republicans need to figure out what we're going to do with all these people because you're not getting them out. And no. this goes back to they're here. And at some point, if we do nothing as Republicans, whether it's uh, GOP organizations, GOP committees, party organizations, whatever it is, and grab these people and get them legal and voting Republican – well, did you see the they're the, all, the they're all, this is what this is the Democrats plan. Mm -hmm. And if we're just going to sit by and let them do it, whether it's because we're, and I said that I said this once before, the Democrats play that long game. They're very good at that long game, whether it's this election, whether it's next election, they're going to have a lot more voters. They're going to figure out how to do it. Why well, aren't we to do it? What? Look at this great political cartoon. This is exactly what the military yeah. is going down there to do. But um, we're 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 lacking in we're lacking in so many so many areas, and it's so frustrating because all people want to do is fight and think they have the best idea. And if you don't like their idea, then you're a piece of shit. Or you're this, or you're that, or you're a rhino, or you're establishment, or you're not America first, or you're not this, or you're not that. Like from the, from the election system that is completely fucked in this country. Okay, we don't have election day anymore, and it seems like it's going to stay that way. And there's nothing no anyone can do about it at the moment. Yep. So I'm sorry, but instead of having the attitude of everybody going and vote for election day, we have to figure out the way to play the game better than how the Democrats play it. And then on the other hand, with all of these people coming over the border, at some point, these people will become registered voters. Who is going to embrace all of these people? Just the Democrats? We're, 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 gonna get, we're just going to get the Democrats access to these people to harness them, to show them the way to make future Democrats and progressives to vote in local elections and the national elections, that's a big fucking problem. And whether you like it or not, that is what's going to happen. At the flip of a switch, these people aren't just going to disappear.
what is this six, six million or something like that that have come? I don't know. Whatever it is, let's just say it was three, six, five. However many people came, you're not getting a fraction of them back to where they came from. What do you? All of a sudden, there's going to be this big, massive deportation mission. It's not happening, people. Nope. It's not nope. happening. You're delusional. Uh, I want to wrap it up with this one last story that I saw, Alan, and then we can we can close out before Alan has a mental breakdown from all the stuff that's going on. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you, I don't know if you saw this, but I'm just going to let this play and then we'll discuss for a minute before we close out the show. Cause there's so many other things that we didn't even get to today that I wanted to talk about. Um, it's always like that. There's just so much fucking shit going on. Uh, it's fucking insane. Uh, but did you see this story? Just imagine you waited all year to give your speech in front of Warren Buffett and two minutes into your speech, you get arrested. Oh, yeah. Now, the fellow getting arrested there is a good buddy of mine. His name is Peter Flaherty. Peter is the chairman of the National Legal and Policy Center out of D.C. They're a watchdog group, do a lot of great work. They keep politicians and corporations on the straight and narrow. And how do they do that? By asking hard questions and making speeches like this. The Gates Foundation offers a gender identity toolbox, which asserts that gender is a result of socially and culturally constructed ideas. This is a lie. Gender is not a cultural construct. It is a genetic and biological fact. You're not gonna censor uh, what I say, man. I'm very sorry. And I'll appeal to the chair that I'd be allowed to continue. This guy Sir? sent it. Uh, you may continue, but of course. Oh, and that's not even the best part. It gets better. He mentions Bill Gates with Gates in the room. Here's proof. Go ahead, Peter. What did you have to say about Bill Gates and Jeffrey Epstein? We know how much Bill Gates cares about children. He met and traveled with Jeffrey Epstein many times. Reactions in the room. The Gates Foundation may be the largest single donor to the dark money machine known as Arabella the Warren Buffett's trying to stop him. It's important to keep in mind that Peter Flaherty is a scheduled speaker. He's not one of those leftists that's crashing the party. He's supposed to be speaking. And they cut his mic off and they arrested him. What was the charge? I, I, I saw it. I didn't see it. Ballsy. With Gates right there in the room. And then he delivers the best line of the night. If woke culture is the disease, then philanthropy is the virus. That's fucking amazing. Uh, but he, this guy sent it. He just said full send. And we need more of this. But what as you charge him with. I'm not sure. And I'd be, I, I'd like to look into this and maybe discuss it more further on Friday. There's a bunch uh, of articles on it. I just didn't get a chance to look at it. I, 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 well, I caught this right before we came on, and I was like, "Ooh, I want to talk about this because this is very, this is very interesting." Um, you see this guy call out Bill Gates by name, connecting, to, connecting him to Jeffrey Epstein, and oh, Vlin's in the sh- in the chat right now. What's up, Vlin? We got to have you on the show. We got to do a collab soon with you and Dick Punch, um, but. We're seeing this guy call these guys out to their faces in front of a crowd of important people. 
and we heard the mixed reactions. But what's more important is they shut off his mic and then arrested him. Whether the charges are trumped up or not, and he's going to be let go and nothing's going to happen, yeah, is probably something like regardless of that. Like it doesn't matter. The fact that they they did what they did just goes to show they're not going to tolerate you speaking about any of this. And they're going to shut it down any way they possibly can. Of course. But uh, it's, it's, I'll tell you right now, it's refreshing to see. It's refreshing to see. And before we dive into any of the Epstein stuff, because we could take that right down that rabbit hole and what's going on with that. I have documents of him working with the FBI, uh, him and and Woody Allen doing a lot of stuff together. Uh, And Woody Allen's the one who adopted his daughter, adopted a daughter and eventually married her and probably groomed her his entire life. That's sick fuck. Um, You know, there's so much stuff going on. With that, uh, Epstein having meetings with the head of the CIA, more ties yeah. to intelligence. Uh, we can go on and on and on. There's so much going on, and there's so many more connections coming out with Bill Gates and what he was doing. Uh, apparently, there's there's now documents coming out that he worked with the Bill Ga- and Melinda Gates Foundation going back as the 90s and helping construct Microsoft. Like, There's a lot of crazy connections going on. Uh, and I'm very excited for it, but uh, I know Alan is wiped out. I am as well. I got to cook dinner for me and the wifey. I'm very excited to have some fucking juicy bees burgers. What? Some cheeseburgers on the new uh, oh, flat. You said. I'm like, what the hell did you say? It sounded like you said bees burgers. You're a retard. I know this, Alan. I know this. But uh, me and Alan actually might be back tomorrow to do a special watch party show. Yeah, look Wait. out for it. We might we might do the town the CNN town hall of Donald Trump. Which which will be a lot of fun. I'm excited to see him go into the lion's den and answer some of these questions. You could see his response in the depositions of this rape hearing, uh, how great they were, the one-liners, the, the things that we got out of that. I can only imagine what a town hall is going to be like, and I'm very excited for it. So maybe you check out me and Alan tomorrow. I'll be back tomorrow morning. Uh, at least with Garrett for winning Wednesday and then tomorrow night with Alan, hopefully. And then if not, we'll be back on Friday for freedom Friday and also keep an eye out. I might do a red pill gaming with my man Scorpion. Who's in the chat getting dubs without me, this fucking cocksucker. Uh, so just look out for some gaming content as well. Lots and lots of content coming out. Shout out to our sponsors, my page cigars, Kush creams and serious CBD. If you're tuning in to see wonder woman, I appreciate you guys uh, tuning in to seeing Victoria um we will have her on eventually i see the the views today were fucking through the roof we appreciate everybody tuned in hopefully you guys tune in for some more shows uh it was it was a lot of fun we'll be back on hopefully tomorrow until next time guys where we go one we go all our movement is about replacing a failed and corrupt political establishment with a new government controlled by you, the American people. The Washington establishment and the financial and media corporations that fund it exist for only one reason, to protect and enrich itself. The establishment has trillions of dollars at stake in this election. For those who control the levers of power in Washington and for the global special interest, they partner with these people that don't have your good in mind. Our campaign represents a true existential threat like they haven't seen before. This is not simply another four-year election. This is a crossroads in the history of our civilization that will determine whether or not 
we the people reclaim control over our government. The political establishment that is trying to stop us is the same group responsible for our disastrous trade deals, massive illegal immigration, and economic and foreign policies that have bled our country dry. The political establishment has brought about the destruction of our factories and our jobs as they flee to Mexico, China, and other countries all around the world. It's a global power structure that is responsible for the economic decisions that have robbed our working class, stripped our country of its wealth, and put that money into the pockets of a handful of large corporations and political entities. This is a struggle for the survival of our nation. And this will be our last chance to save it. This election will determine whether we're a free nation or whether we have only the illusion of democracy, but are in fact controlled by a small handful of global special interests rigging the system, and our system is rigged. This is reality. You know it, they know it, I know it, and pretty much the whole world knows it. The Clinton machine is at the center of this power structure. We've seen this firsthand in the WikiLeaks documents in which Hillary Clinton meets in secret with international banks to plot the destruction of U.S. sovereignty in order to enrich these global financial powers, her special interest friends, and her donors. Honestly, she should be locked up. The most powerful weapon deployed by the Clintons is the corporate media, the press. Let's be clear on one thing. The corporate media in our country is no longer involved in journalism. They're a political special interest, no different than any lobbyist or other financial entity with a total political agenda. And the agenda is not for you, it's for themselves. Anyone who challenges their control is deemed a sexist, a racist, a xenophobe. They will lie, 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 and then again, they will do worse than that. They will do whatever's necessary. The Clintons are criminals, remember that. This is well documented, and the establishment that protects them has engaged in a massive cover-up of widespread criminal activity at the State Department and the Clinton Foundation in order to keep the Clintons in power. They knew they would throw every lie they could at me and my family and my loved ones. They knew they would stop at nothing to try to stop me. Nevertheless, I take all of these slings and arrows gladly for you. I take them for our movement so that we can have our country back. I knew this day would arrive. It's only a question of when. And I knew the American people would rise above it and vote for the future they deserve. The only thing that can stop this corrupt machine is you. The only force strong enough to save our country is us. The only people brave enough to vote out this corrupt establishment is you, the American people. Our great civilization has come upon a moment of reckoning. I didn't need to do this, folks, believe me. I built a great company, and I had a wonderful life. 
I could have enjoyed the fruits and benefits of years of successful business deals and businesses for myself and my family. Instead of going through this absolute horror show of lies, deceptions, malicious attacks, who would have thought? I'm doing it because this country has given me so much, and I feel so strongly that it's my turn to give back to the country that I love. I'm doing this for the people and for the movement, and we will take back this country for you, and we will make America great again. the truth.